0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kamar Roof is the latest player to fall foul of the Scottish FAs He faces a potential ban for that challenge on Murray Davidson Yesterday it was Albina Yeti And Neil Lennon says Celtic will appeal his diving charge And in non-disciplinary matters Because such things exist We've actually got a huge weekend of football Starting with the Championship tonight I'm Gordon Duncan Joining me is Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans Cards on the table Red Yellow or any colour you like I think Albin Ayeti dived at Kilmarnock I think Kamar Roof was out of order against St Johnston I think we suffer from bad referees Who don't know what they're looking at Or else don't want to make the big calls they should be making Either way Gordon I've just had the Covid jag So I'm immune to anybody who disagrees with me <laughs> and there will be many, Jim Duffy. Yeah, the only thing is, people are wanting them to be our next or Lars Needle, I think, for uh, you. But uh, yeah, I mean, uh, in, in some of the aspects, we always say when we come up to the programme, we seem to time it on a Friday where there seems to be controversy by players getting cited um, for things that should have been spotted during the game. I mean, in the last few weeks, I think there's been quite clear cut um, errors by um, the officials. And unfortunately, then once they're cited mm. after it, it causes a bit more controversy. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Those are the big news stories of the day. But consider it a personal challenge because if you are out there and you are scunnered with me constantly repeating the disciplinary process and talking about the compliance officer, and you'd rather talk about football, we might even find mm-hmm. time for that as well. So if you've got something else on your mind, you are more than welcome. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Twitter at. Clay SSB because Hugh we do have a good weekend of football ahead also well you know Gordon I was just writing down the fixtures from the weekend Celtic against Motherwell tomorrow 31 years since St Mirren won at Celtic Park but they did it last weekend how about Motherwell tomorrow Hibs Aberdeen going for third place the pair of them they've had their disappointments all season long Libby St Johnston the Betfred Cup final dress rehearsal and Ross County against Dundee United, well, United are in free fall, and Yogi has got Ross County buzzing again. Yeah, Jim, lot to look forward to this weekend. Yeah, I mean, I always look forward to the games, um, Gordon. You know, I mean, I think that's, for me, um, you know, it's still something in a Saturday afternoon that when, mm. if, if when we don't have football, for one reason or another, you know, there's something missing in your weekend and we don't have too much uh, this moment in time to keep us occupied. So certainly the football uh, is, for me, it's, a, it's, it's an absolute joy. Any sign of, you get any inside info on League One and League Two as a manager in that division? Or are you told, get your boots looked out, Jim, because you'll need them soon? No, I mean, as far as I'm led to believe, there's going to be another um, discussion on Monday. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a, a clearer indication then. But I think, obviously, they have to speak to the government. Um, they have to, you know, see whether there's any chance of, of anything being eased over the next couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, e- even, you know, the most optimistic, I, I wouldn't think, would be any chance before the mm. end of February. Uh, and Hugh Keevans I, I can't go any further Forget football the, the vaccination How are you feeling? You're a newly vaccinated man Well Jose Mourinho Is the special one I am the vaccinated one <laughs> uh, I, 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 I pay tribute In all sincerity I pay tribute to the NHS I turned up When I was told to turn up I joined a queue 
it was efficient, it was spotless, it was on time. Uh, you sit for 10 minutes after it and then off you go. Uh, so again, I pay tribute to the NHS. They're doing a fantastic job. My gran got hers today as well, mm. which means my two favourite over 70s in the entire world both vaccinated on the same day. What are the chances? <laughs> yeah, well, listen, it's, it's, it's getting there, and you know, the, the, these are the wee shoots of recovery that yeah. we, we think are, uh, are there for everyone. Right, let's get stuck in 0141-951-1025 um, I'm sure these will all sort of merge into one at some stage But let's start with Kamar Roof I think it was the most recent We heard from Stephen Gerrard later this afternoon He says they're still to decide Whether to appeal Kamar Roof's SFA charge He says that he hadn't given it much thought Because he thought it was over Given that the player was booked at the time I haven't had time because the notice of complaint came through 10 minutes ago, uh, which is quite frustrating because we've had two sessions uh, to prepare for Hamilton and he's been heavily involved in, in both sessions. Um, so in terms of having to think, in terms of decide what we're going to do as a club, we'll do that in, in, in due course. Um, in terms of the tackle, you know, I, I haven't really thought that much of it because I thought the referee dealt with it. He was five yards away um, and he's obviously seen the incident and, and gave a yellow card. And only up until 10, 15 minutes ago, we, we've had this decision uh, thrust upon us. So um, we've got till Monday, the end of play, to decide what to do. And um, we'll take our time and, and decide what to do from there. I think we've been here before. Let's debate the the uh, FA's disciplinary process. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Ralph is going to kick us off. He's calling from Hamilton tonight. Take us away. Uh, hi, evening, Gordon. Hello. You, Jim. Um, first time caller. So uh, great to have you. <laughs> you have to forgive me if I get the words in the wrong order and stuff. This just means that you've been tipped over the edge today That's all it means That you've been happy to sit back until now But, but this has annoyed you obviously Yeah, again I, I don't want to sound like a, a Rangers supporter You know, going on about we've been victimised and stuff I, I would I would quote the, the Rangers Twitter feed the other night Consistency, that's what we're looking for, you know And to focus on Again, Morelos, I know we keep going back to it Yes, it was a red card uh, You know, it was a stamp There's no doubt about that But I thought the criteria where he was punished And um, you'll have to forgive me The Hibs player that stepped on Darren Kamara, McGregor Darren McGregor I, I kind of thought the criteria was The referee had ruled on McGregor He got a yellow card I, I can't remember if Morelos was punished by the referee at the time But Obviously, that went before compliance. Okay, this would, you know, this kind of falls to me like the Darren McGregor thing where Ruth has been punished at the time by the referee. Yep. It was a bad challenge. It was reckless. But again, I don't believe there was intent there. But if it's reckless, it's reckless, mm -hmm. you know. But again, you know, what what is the criteria to go before the... As a panel, isn't it? I don't think the compliance officer's there anymore. Yeah, well, the you compliance know, officer still has a role, um, not the same one, but someone is doing that job. Um, I'll, I'll try my best. I, I sometimes feel like, Ralph, when I sort of explain these things, people think that's me uh, backing the system and me saying that it's great. And people, you know, I, I just try and, and answer some of those questions because it's far from that. But the, the, the process was the same. So, Although Darren McGregor was booked He did go to, to the panel So the panel of three ex-referees Did look at Darren McGregor And they did look at Alfredo Morelos And obviously 
They came to different conclusions I do not know why I guess people are human beings And it's a judgement call And it's subjective And they came to different conclusions So the process is actually pretty similar In fact it's identical this time Because Kemar Roof's tackle The referee is asked Did you see it all? Did you see the bit of it That would have constituted the red card? He obviously said no And again I know I've seen the pictures as well It appears that he's looking right at it But he obviously said no It then goes to a panel of three Former Category 1 referees And they have unanimously agreed That Kamal Roof should have been sent off So I feel like Ralph, you will be the first of many The the, the main problem And there are many The main problem is this bit that Although the ref might have seen it He then can say afterwards That he didn't see it all And that's where the process kicks in Is that is that the bit that causes the most confusion? Um Maybe I mean I'll, I'll maybe turn the tables on you guys. I mean, what sure. what do you feel? You know, what what do you feel with regards to the consistency of that? Obviously, the, there's inconsistency with the referees, you know, and it can be down to they're maybe just poor. It's a you know, it's a it's a split second thing. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these factors, and I can understand they're human as much as sometimes we don't want to admit it. But you know, but what, what what do you guys feel, uh, you know, of where you've maybe got less invested in these teams? Yeah, let's put it. Let's put it to Jim Duffy, who's still obviously involved in the game, and it won't be any surprise, Jim. These things don't tend to happen as much at League One and League Two level because there's not as many cameras in the game. No, they don't get as much coverage. Of course, they don't. And obviously, if if there is a decision that goes against you, um, you know, then people, you know, don't don't you know, we don't have people phoning in, um, and the numbers that we get in this program, Gordon. But the first thing I have to say is that there are errors by referees, not because it's racist or Celtic I mean I've seen the game uh, during the week there where Motherwell um, f- the, the boy get kicked in the face in the penalty box I think it burst his nose it was a stonewall penalty you couldn't no one could argue if they saw that again if there was retrospective action um, there but nothing happened and didn't get a penalty but it basically gets brushed under the carpet hardly any discussion about it don't bother about it if that's Rangers or Celtic it of course then it draws the, the publicity in terms of the Kamal Roof incident, then I think like everybody else, I don't. I, I think he tried to step over the ball to to put his body between his the ball, but mm. he didn't. Got they, it wrong. They, they got it wrong, and he, and he and he went right onto the player's ankle and could have uh, um, severely injured them. So I think it is a red card, and I think as I said, most people again would agree with that. You know, obviously there's going to be a few. I don't think he intended to go over the ball to him, but. You know, in the action that he moved, it was reckless. It was dangerous. It was endangering an opponent, and therefore that is a red card. How the referee didn't deem that uh, a red card at a time yeah. surprises me. Yeah, that that rule, that serious foul play rule, is meant mm-hmm. to be about outcome rather than intent. Yeah. Now, again, you don't need to like that. That's, That's right. just me saying what what, yeah. what what it's meant to be there for. Let me put the same thing to you, Hugh. That I'm seeing a pattern here. But actually, see all the incidents that we've had recently. I don't feel like we're actually debating them as such But that C word No, not that one Consistency Keeps coming up uh, First of all Ralph mentioned that the word victimisation I completely and utterly dismiss Any thoughts of victimisation Where Rangers and Celtic are concerned um, I do think it was a straightforward red card uh, I know there was no intent However, intent is not the letter of the law um, and on a flippant note, 
If Barry Ferguson in his daily record column says it's a red card, you better believe it was a red card. Yeah, that's not. But again, that's not Ralph's point because Ralph tends to agree loosely, thinks that that it was, or you know, it certainly could be interpreted as a red. But it's about this level of consistency. Um, right. I think I think that you, everyone's right. I mean, I think we all look for consistency, but you never get consistency. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to ask. It's, it's never going to be perfect consistency in football. You, you you never you never get that. You want to get mm-hmm. as close to it as you possibly yeah. can. But there are always well, also, going to be certain certain decisions that, that are debatable. But there's also a problem here, right? Because we're talking about consistency mm-hmm. as a as a subjective thing here. Yeah. Ralph, let me ask you, you want consistency, right? And I get that, it's, it's completely admirable, I think we all do. How, how how do you get that, right? If you have a scenario where, because see if the process is inconsistent, then I think you've got, and you're bang on with the complaint. If, if one incident is not going to a panel when another one is, and they were both missed by the referee, then that's inconsistent, and you've got to ask questions. But take, your comparison was McGregor and Morelos, both missed by the referee, both went to a panel and those referees who are just human beings were asked to make a human subjective judgment call on it and they thought that one was a red and one wasn't now like it or not how, how do you how do you get consistency does every decision have to then have the same outcome because how did you see what i mean that process it's just humans making a, a judgment call yeah, I mean, again, I get I get Hugh's point, and when I was talking about victimisation, I was saying I didn't want yeah. to sound like a Rangers supporter that was, you know, crying victim. I guess I don't know. I, I take Hugh's point on it's. Um, I'm sorry, I'm paraphrasing here, Hugh. So apologies if I misquote you, but you you were kind of saying more. It's not, or or one of the gentlemen said it's not so much about the, the intent, but it, it was the result. Mm-hmm. Of, of what happened Like you say You know mm-hmm. You didn't think And I don't think He intended to go over the ball And take out Davison But that's what happened It was reckless He should have been more in control I don't know Maybe with the uh, Again sorry The the, the Hibs chap Maybe The problem for him Was his initial challenge Where he wrestled Kamara Was yep. the stupid bit And then he didn't know Where to put his feet Even though he said Footballers know where to put their feet mm-hmm. And it just so happened That his foot was on top of Kamara's leg Whereas Obviously it was clear yeah. With Morelos Again to be fair though Ralph I think that's where Sometimes it's difficult for us Because we all do it You know we want to compare things But bearing in mind That, that Morelos against Hibbs, that That's That's violent conduct That's off the ball It's a stamp Whereas Kamara Ruth The other night Is serious foul play Because it's a tackle So We're actually comp- Comparing two different rule breaches And sometimes you're comparing a situation Where a ref did see one And didn't see another So I know it's fun To, to compare and, and get outraged But it, it's not always not always wise, but I, I, we're just a three-day late VAR. That's exactly that's, that's what we are. I was going to I was going to bring that up later, and we'll maybe we'll maybe get to that. But I want to squeeze in Jim in Dublin in this part. Thank you to Ralph. Jim, what's your take on it? How you doing, guys? Even the panel first-time caller from Dublin. Um, um, I, I, I've got a lot of points, two or three points to make. Uh, a couple with the first caller there. Uh, now I'm a Rangers supporter again. Know that it's bad humbug, but I just feel. There's so much inconsistency. Referees and and the Hibs match day, we go over again the broken record. The the stand signed lineman was five yards away from the incident with McGregor and didn't wave flag. He must have saw it. Um, the Morelis get yeah, red card all day. Rufa, I watched it two or three times the other night. Yeah, reckless over the ball. But I thought the old rule was if the intent was there, the referee could send you off if he saw the intent to hurt you. 
I'll agree with I'll agree with you earlier on. You said about the referees poor decisions or maybe scared to make decisions. Surely in that case, then the likes of Kevin Clancy should have stepped down like they do in England if the referees get it wrong. They miss out a couple of matches or they go down to championship to referee and take it from there. Um, there is a total inconsistency for everywhere. I mean, maybe it's good job there are no fans in at the moment. As I said, I'm a Rangers fan, and I think football, football. You take a tackle. I played, I played to a good level myself, and sometimes you did get a, a hard tackle, or you put one out. But the intent, the intent to hurt someone is totally different. I get it, Celtic slight contact again. I thought it was a poor, a soft penalty. But for him to get cited, I think it's wrong. Where in the game, Scott Brown has an elbow. We all see things differently. But it seems to be a lot, whether it's on live and Sky games, and obviously there are more Rangers and Celtic games, and the panel pick, who's uh, over on the panel at the Sky, they've got, they've got more time to watch it at 500 angles, so the referee has only a blind second to make a decision. So my my point is, I don't know what the answer is, whether VAR would tidy up, whether it wouldn't, but if they're going to cite players after the event, where there's four professional referees and assistant linesmen who can't do it right, surely the referees have got to be brought up to speed as well, and they should be cited not to referee matches. It's a fair question, Hugh. I'm not sure about you know citing or, or, or punishment, but ultimately we are in this situation time after time because referees are missing things, and that can happen, right? That, that they're humans. But, but Jim's right, at least to mention it. You know, there's a lot of focus on the compliance system and and where it goes wrong. But remember, Rangers accepted Alfredo Morelos's elbow at Tanadice, right? So the referee missed it. Fine. They then accepted the one at Easter Road. The referee missed it. We're now talking about Albin Ayeti. The referee must have missed that. Kamar Roof. The referee missed it. So at, at what point is it too much to ask that we don't miss quite as much? That's why I said at the very start, Gordon, that uh, I'm not interested in discussing the SFA's disciplinary procedures. I'm more Tough. interested in discussing the SFA-appointed referees because how could anyone miss Morelos at Tannadice? How could anyone miss Morelos at Easter Road and Darren McGregor? How could anyone miss that? Either they, they don't want to make the call or... They're negligent and they're poor at their job. And I think that's what we're suffering from. Um, you know, inconsistency or human error, whatever it is, we're suffering from it right now. And the, of course, the bigger the club, the bigger the hoo-ha over it all. Yeah. As, as, as you, I, I listened to you last night, Gordon, about Motherwell. And of course, you're absolutely right. But having been in newspapers all my life, this is the law of supply and demand. The bigger the club, i.e. Celtic and Rangers, the bigger the furore. Oh, no, I understand that. The reason I bring them up is to sometimes show that the theories that come along with, with these incidents don't, don't quite stack up because it's happening uh, everywhere. Jim, same question to you then as, as I put to Ralph, because I'm interested in solutions as much as problems. This consistency has become a bit of a buzzword. I wonder if that's actually possible, Jim. Because I said it to Ralph earlier, we are asking human beings to make judgment calls. We're asking them to use their own interpretation to make a call. How I'm starting to wonder if the consistency that people talk about is actually achievable. Because ultimately, <laughs> some are going to be given one way and some are going to be given another. Is that not just human nature? 
Yeah, that's football. As I said, I play football to a good level myself, and sometimes you got a free kick, you got a penalty, an offside, and you accepted it because maybe next week you would get it, which isn't a problem. But it seems to be trial with TV as well, because Sky sports scene or whatever, they can pick up all these points. I said the poor referee has a split second to make a decision. He does need help. He's got linesmen or assistant referees who don't seem to help or scared to help. So they, they should be brought into to account as well. Players, yeah, sometimes play for it. I mean, I watched the, the Kamala uh, incident as well in Livingston. He totally had an elbow on the guy. Livingston could have got a penalty. Right away, Andy Walker and the commentator on Sky are saying, oh, he got away with that one. That should have been a penalty. You know, so it is getting discussed and it is a big club as I said the other match other night as well I mean it's a full inconsistently how to do it and clubs have to accept I mean I think Rangers just accepted the bans in Morelos because if they lost it it would be another match so they'll take the three match ban no, that's actually not true I've seen a lot of that Jim and I don't know where it's coming from that's not true it's a t- it's a, the, the ban the length of the ban doesn't change whether you accept it or not so take Kamar Roof for instance Rangers can accept they can do what they like accept it or not Um, it'll it'll be two matches Mm -hmm. there's a lot of a lot of misinformation out there as well which which doesn't help thank you to Jim in Dublin let's get travel with Stephen I'm sure we'll get right back to this what do you make of Albion a Yeti Neil Lennon says Celtic will appeal that we'll hear from him next you are the voice of Scottish football call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevens are here Welcome to episode 347 Of the Scottish FA's Disciplinary Conduct Uh, We might get round to talking about football at some point But it is obviously hot topic PR is on Twitter with a a decent suggestion With the refs saying that they see a challenge Then saying they haven't seen the full thing Do you think it's time to publish referees reports To at least trying to understand the thinking Behind the decision in general Which is an interesting one Jim Because say the other night right? I know I've seen the same pictures As everyone who's so angry On mm-hmm. social media It looks like the referee's Looking at it And you say Well he booked him at the time So he must have seen it Maybe And I don't know Because we don't get this mm-hmm. information Maybe it's something as simple as The referee Sees Kamar Roof Going in mm-hmm. And he sees him make contact But he thinks Whatever In the speed of the moment He thinks he catches Murray Davidson On, on the toe On the edge of the mm-hmm. foot he then sees it back and sees, oh, oh, actually, oh, God, he's, he's caught him halfway up his leg. That should have been a red. I changed my mind. W- would would access to that thought process make any difference to people? No, I don't no, think so. Ma- try. Ma- maybe a couple, <laughs> but not many. I think when people have their views, as we find out in this program, uh, they have their views, and no matter whether you know people, um, you know, give an opinion on what they saw. Uh, what they believe they've done The reason why they made it I really don't think no. It's going to make A significant difference So no I, I, I'm not one for For um, you know um, Showing the reports For the referees mm. You know and, and again In the past Some referees have come out mm. Publicly And some managers have said Or some referees have called them And yep. apologised Again I'm not in favour of that either <laughs> Alright let's hear from Neil Lennon He said he was surprised To see Albion Ayeti Hit with an SFA charge For simulation he is accused of causing referee Kevin Clancy to wrongly award the penalty at Kilmarnock on Wednesday. Neil Lennon says they won't accept it. It's a penalty. He's had contact to the back of his foot, ankle. Keepers made contact. He's gone down. Referee's given a penalty. I don't see any simulation. Um, simulation is when there's no contact. There's obvious contact there. You can see that quite clearly. So I don't I don't understand why these charges have been brought up against Albion. It's um, we don't we don't agree with it at all. So yes, we will be appealing it, of course. A massive surprise, yeah. And you consider some of the other things that have been 
going on this season. So um, I don't see how it can be deemed when you're running at that pace and the goalkeeper's giving the referee a decision to make and the referee's made the, the right decision. Uh, right, quickly, Jim Duffy, uh, Hugh Keevans first then. you think a Yeti dived or not? I think he dived. I think uh, I give Neil Lennon uh, the right as Celtic manager to stand up for his man, but for me, it was a, a, a moment of ballet from Swan Lake. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with diving, Jim, is Neil, Neil Lennon's right. I mean, there, there is clearly contact, but then the next question is, well, is there enough? And then it is, well, what is enough to make you go down? It's a bit more of a, a bit more of a minefield. But you think it was a dive? I think it was a dive. But the listen, you know the that, my, my pet my pet hate is these days is is everyone saying there was contact made. Yeah. You hear it all the time. And every sport. commentator, you know, every pundit, you know, managers that there was con- there was contact. Contact doesn't mean you go down. <laughs> you know, there's mm-hmm. contact all the time in a corner. People are you know grabbing, yep. bumping, nudging, and you don't see everybody just falling over like ten pins. So, you know, there, there is times when you're running quickly, and someone just brushes you, and it knocks you off balance. In this particular case, and I think he was on his way down. I think he he thought the goalkeeper was going to come, you know, really stretching out, and the goalkeeper mm-hmm. didn't. The goalkeeper put the brakes on a little bit, and there was minimal contact, but he was on his way down. So yeah, I I, I think it was a dive, um, but again, it's you know, it's, I think I think that's a more difficult one to call because how do you mm. know that if he's been you know if his balance has been affected by the goalkeeper, and that's that's the reason why yeah. I think this one is is, is a trickier one. Uh, all right, Mark is a Celtic fan in Hamilton. Just kick us off on on that specifically, if you don't mind. Our Celtic right to appeal Albina Yeti's charge for diving. I think that they are right for it, but Jim saying there's minimal contact, which is true enough. But as I said before, Andy Walker, he he loved that. But um, the other two are more clear. I just think the referees are just no. Does that does that make it right though, Mark? Because this is the, this debate. I'm not sure we'll ever solve. We'll never agree. So yes, there's contact. No one's denying it. Everyone can see a yeti gets clipped on. Is it sort of the heel, the back of the foot? Is it enough to go down though, or is he sim- or is he guilty of simulation? Okay, it, it, it probably is. But again, contact's contact, isn't it? Mm, but I think yeah, it but was get, you, yeah, but you do get degrees of contact. That's what we're trying to establish. I can walk up, I could I could walk up right now and, and flick Jim Duffy's heel, but it might not be enough to make him trip over. Well, I know what you're saying, but I, go back to you, I think it was a linesman that actually gave the penalty kick the other night. Yeah, I think there, it might be right, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Not even the referee. It's a linesman. Yeah, but anyway, on you go. But the other, the other, I just think the referees are getting a baby murder at the moment. From that because they're, they're clearly seeing it. The other night there, the lad Ruth, he started. He was actually punching the grass as if to say, "He said, I'm going to get sent off here because he knew it was a bad challenge." And then he got up, he got a yellow card, and obviously the lad Morelis, same thing. And it's it's too easy for me to go to the complaint officer. That's it's just it's, they need to they definitely need to change that rule because it's a nonsense. To be fair, I, I don't know. Kamal Ruth might have been frustrated himself for the heavy touch or losing possession or, or whatever. Um... Hugh, I think you and Mark are on, on a similar on a similar vein here. You, you think referees need to to be more accountable because they're the ones missing this. What about Jim's point earlier on? Though and it was something I was hoping to raise. Are we not because we don't have very much money? Are we not just exercising our cheapo version of of VAR? Because had VAR been in place the other night, Kamar Roof would have gone in on Murray Davidson. The referee may well have brandished the yellow card. 
But he probably would have then gone over He probably would have looked at the monitor And he probably would have returned to send them off I don't think many people would think That's a, a hugely controversial take on events Even the Rangers fans that have been on So we don't have that luxury And therefore we just do it a couple of days later And it seems to cause all sorts of drama Well if, it, if it's the only means we have Towards obtaining natural justice Then we have to use it We can't bring in VAR That argument pre-COVID-19 was thrown out because there wasn't enough money there to put in VAR. Certainly, in the midst of COVID-19, there's absolutely no chance of VAR being introduced. So, if the compliance officer and any controversial incident being reviewed by three former referees is all we have, then it's all we have. But I go back to my basic point. Either referees are afraid to make the big calls or they are being negligent and they are falling down on the job when it comes to the big calls because again Jim people keep phoning the show they keep tweeting and they keep saying they want consistency and I keep asking and I'm genuinely interested does that exist is it is the inconsistency a perception or is it a reality because even VAR look at the other night Southampton uh, he got sent off yep. VR helped yeah, that, that decision Got sent yeah. And then won it on appeal yeah. And and the, the red card got, <laughs> <Two VLs. laughs> the, the red card got, got rescinded So yeah. while, I'll repeat it Because I think it's Whilst you're asking human beings To make judgement calls Whether that's referees Video assistant referees Or ex-referees on a panel This notion of consistency That people keep asking for Doesn't exist Because people are going to keep Seeing things in their own way Yeah of course And and also in even that particular game It went from uh, You know A disaster assault To a humiliation Because the boy gets sent off They get a penalty Which wasn't a penalty And then they scored Another two goals In the dying second So it went from You know You know A really bad result To a humiliation Getting from 6-0 to 9-0 And the players That's now been rescinded He's now available For this weekend so even with VER, you can get it wrong. But you know, as you said, if the best situation we have at this moment in time is to review things after it, but it's where you draw the line and how, you know how far do you go. And that's, I think that's the thing that frustrates everyone. You know, when you look all around the country, there's always going to be opinions of, you know, what what you know what should be cited or what should be looked at further down the line. And 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 that's the thing. Uh, I think as Mark said earlier on, the fact that. The old firm in particular on TV much more mm-hmm. is actually a disadvantage to these teams. Who's right? We understand that they they sell the product. They, though they you know that that's what we, they need mm-hmm. to understand it. But it is a bit unfair because other teams don't get the same spotlight and won't carry the you know mm-hmm. the, the the same amount of impact. Hugh Jim just asked a really important part, which is where do you draw the line? I wonder if that is actually the bit that's causing the most drama. This little loophole, this little caveat, which says a referee can take action at the time, but can then decide that he didn't see it all. I feel like, based on my experiences on this show, if you just removed that bit, we we would clear up a lot of this. We accept that you're going to get things that you agree with and you disagree, but the upgrading of yellows to reds, and we've seen it many times, and in case people do think it's just the old firm, Jake Carroll, Motherwell against Livingston, got one upgraded. Uh, Darnell Johnson for Hibs got one upgraded. Scott McKenna got one upgraded. That seems to be the bit that people can't quite get on board with more than any other. Yeah, it's a vulnerable approach to justice, Gordon, because in a country as suspicious as this country is, and when it comes to matters of Celtic and Rangers, this country is the world capital of suspicion. When it comes to that caveat 
then I think you encourage people to say, ah, what what a great cop-out. You can just say, ah, I saw it up to a point, but I didn't see it properly. So for me, that is a, a frail approach to justice. Thank you very much to Mark in Hamilton. Let's bring in Ken, who is calling tonight. What do you make of all this, Ken? Uh, well, I mean... <laughs> I think you basically knocked my topic out the, out, out, out the window anyway. Well, that's fine. Uh, you can, <laughs> I'm sure you'll be able to put it across much better than him. Vaccination or not. That, you know, given the amount of controversy that's happened lately, do you not think that as soon as it's financially possible, VNR should be brought in to the game? I mean, it'll cut, hopefully cut down on a lot of things. Fans will still argue, probably about the same instance, but a different way. You know what I mean? Instead of the opposing team arguing he should have been sent off, it'll be his team uh, fans are arguing that he, mm-hmm. he should have been sent off. You know, just, the arguments will be there, but just in a different way. But, but what, what use is that then? Because th- this is the thinking, and, and I go back to it. People keep want. everyone seems to keep telling me, we can accept that things go against us, but, but all we want is consistency. If you have VAR, Jim Duffy might stamp on a player, I might stamp on a player, but ultimately. A human being is going to be asked to look at those two incidents And they might, just might, come up with a different outcome And oh my goodness, we don't have consistency Where is the consistency? So, do we not just take the problem and, and relocate it? Does that get us anywhere? Yeah, I think there'll be more, more consistency you won't, I don't think anything will ever give you 100% consistency Through it, across the board But I think this will give you more consistency than what we've got right now And that has got to placate some people yeah, perhaps, Jim, because I know I know what you're about to say because we, I think we've been here before. VR is can be a shambles. I'm watching it from up here and some of the offsides and all the rest of it. But maybe actually just doing that on the day, maybe it just is easier for people to swallow than days after. Because like I say, the other night, if the referee goes back, has a look and sends Roof off, is anyone really complaining? I'm, I'm not sure. No, but I, listen, you can you can argue about a lot of things just now, but the one thing we can't argue about is VR. We we are not that, that we're not even close to getting VR. Mm-hmm. So I think we have to get the system which is in place at this moment in time better. We have to make better decisions. How on do the we pitch. do that then? So the same well, thing I just asked you, taking that see that caveat about mm-hmm. the referee saw it but didn't see it all. Removing that would that help? Yeah, it probably would. You know, and I think that also maybe not going back to the official who refereed the game and ask them the question. You know, just an independent group of referees. Well, we they do make we, that decision. We do, well, they do do that. I suppose mm. that it's a subtle difference where the ref is just asked if he saw it all. Yeah. He's, he's not asked to re-referee the decision as such, and and that's when it goes to the the idea being that the three sets of eyes is supposed to be yeah, better I, than the I one. I think if the referee said, yeah, he saw exactly as it happened, mm-hmm. and he he deemed it was a yellow card. I don't think it goes to the three referees. Well, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. It can't do. Yeah. So, but if you take the referee out of the equation, then you don't ask him that question. You just have an independent group of people. Listen, as I said, but then that certainly re-refereeing games, which people said they don't want to do. Incidents, uh, you know, it's Mm. incidents in the game. But listen, again, it's not something I'm saying I agree with. I'm just saying that if you're looking for, you know, rather than three people, you're Mm. sorry, rather than four people, you're in three people. You're eliminating one, so less less risk. But I, I just think that, you know, we we need to get. The best system we possibly can at this moment in time and get it consistent. But yeah. I, I, I'm 100 agree with you. The referees have to be sharper. They have to be their concentration levels have to be better. They have to be switched on more, and they have to get these decisions right. Because listen, you know these players are staying on the pitch, mm. and then they're impacting the game. So as much as they are getting punished later, 
the, 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 the ones that are suffering Is the opposition team Because they're playing they Against 11 men yeah. When they really shouldn't be So You know the, the you know, I think that The biggest focus should be On the mm. The referees And assistants at this moment in time Because I do think there's been a wee drop That might be because There's no supporters there I'm, Obviously I'm not sure But I think they have to Just sharpen their game a wee bit Here's an interesting suggestion See if clubs feel so strongly about this Why not get yourselves together And try and change it Because we keep hearing It's a, a members organisation Maybe it's not And maybe that's not a possibility So feel free to tell us But I don't know Everyone seems to be complaining about it Are we doing anything to change it? Ken, quickly Because I'm a bit late for the travel You're a Celtic fan A Yeti Right to appeal that decision or not? Oh yeah, right to, right to appeal it, yeah Based on what? Yeah, I mean There, there, was, there was contact I mean I've seen it in slow motion And like the slow motion it um, from that linesman point of view It seems a wee bit iffy But You see it full speed We should normal it's so, do, so do players have the right To go down and try and win a penalty As soon as they feel Any contact whatsoever? Well I mean if a player denies To me he's, he's diving But If you're touched Enough to go down I know you're saying Is he asked him, like, was, he t- was he touched enough to go down? I mean, we can see that he was touched, but there's no way we can tell if he was touched. That's a good point. Uh, enough to go down. Yeah, and that's what makes it difficult. Thank you, Ken. 0141-951-1025. Again, if there's anyone out there that is fed up of this stuff, you probably won't be alone. So if you want to talk football, we can do that as well. Give us a shout. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans are here Well, Jim Duffy's here Hugh Evans is, is here in spirit But he's in the man cave Are you still with us? No side effects from this big vaccination today? You've not keeled over? No, no, no In oh, fact, I'm twice the man I used to be No sore arm or anything? No, not yet, oh, no good. Not a thing no, so Janet, Thank you, Karen Janet arm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Karen was that, was, that the, was that the lucky lady Who was allowed to inflict pain on you? Yeah, yeah oh, What a job that would be, eh? They could have made a lot of money They've been selling tickets to do that they Cash for kids <laughs> Yeah they could have people, people queuing up to Just give Hugh the placebo effect well, Funnily enough, <laughs> fun enough Hugh the guy, This guy never misses a beat on this show Curious creatures He's always providing some nice poetry for us uh, He says I'm glad to hear Shug got the jag My oldies got theirs too Let's hope it's the start of brighter days I thought well overdue Now it's time for Lady Keevans To help with any pains And inject him with some Malbec Direct into his veins You'd take that wouldn't you? Well, you see, I let Lady Keevans go ahead of me in the queue in case the jag was sore and then I could run away. <laughs> That's how much of a gentleman I am, James. Yes, exactly. He's, he's as brave as a lion in the Wizard of Oz. Talk about different times, eh? That's, that's now classed as a romantic date, out to get your vaccination but, 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 together. You can't go any other date just now, so that, that, that's his pre-Valentine date. Take you for a vaccination. He's an old romantic. Right, let's bring in Stuart, who's a Rangers fan from Fault House. How's it going, Stuart? Good evening, gents. Not bad. Sure. How are you all right, sure? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great, mate. Good. What's your take right. on all of this then? Right. I, I'm going back to the roof incident, right? Mm-hmm. But I want to ask a question quickly sure. to Hugh and that, right? And Jim, right? We don't run VAR in this country, right? Agreed? I think Jim agrees. Well, I don't. Right. <laughs> I don't, I don't Hugh, in a word, I, I, I if don't money think wasn't I'm an option, the, Hugh. It's a majority. If money wasn't it's not an option. It's not that but we don't well, want it We can't afford it no, but Just in theory right? Hypothetically If we could afford it Are you for it or not? Yes or no? No Right okay uh, On you go Stuart Right so Why are we Then checking games After They've happened Like Ruth Morelis mm-hmm. And other incidents That went 
I'll go back to the Aberdeen game when Rangers played and Baratic got uh, a straight leg tackle on by Maine. Mm-hmm. Nobody said nothing. Nobody said nothing about that, right? And also the game on Tuesday, mm-hmm. there was an incident with a, a, a St. Johnson defender who took a tackle out on um, Roof. Straight leg tackle. Not mentioned. Mm. So why are we concentrating just on Rangers players at the moment? Well, I mean, we're not because a Yeti has been done for diving, um, as we've, we've been speaking about. So it's, it's not yes, just... Yes, I, I, I agree, right? agree. But this is making my point here. We do not have VAR. Mm-hmm. So why are we in investigating tackles that happened after the game? We don't have VAR. So you can't mm-hmm. say the referee was right or wrong. Is this not our version, though, Stuart? Is this not trying to, to clear up perceived... Injustices Because I know you feel like You're on the receiving end At the moment But let, let's for example Right stay with me here Rangers are playing At the weekend Right they play Hamilton Ackies And one of the Hamilton Ackies defenders Waits till the referee's Back is turned And then he decides To plant an elbow Right on the face Of Glenn Kamara And the referee misses it Would you not want that Dealt with afterwards? Well Yes but Well then I'm that's saying, the answer Well, well, well no, no What I'm saying to you is, What I'm saying to you is, They should Leave it to the referee Because the simple fact is Right We don't have VAR No and I know that right But in my hypothetical scenario That I've just dreamt up for you The referee missed it So if you leave it to the referee Glenn Kamara lies on the floor With his nose Badly damaged Maybe has to go off And Hamilton Ackies Would then get away with that As a Rangers fan Would you not want something in place To clear that up? Well That that is fine what you're saying That's hypothetical What you're saying there right Because we have to look at the, the whole game, right? And we're looking at what incidents that happened there. I believe that um, Ruth did not... He didn't go in to take the boy out. He did. He went to the tackle. He mistimed the tackle. Mm-hmm. The referee gave him a yellow card, right? Which was fine. Mm-hmm. That's it. End of story. Because at the end of the day, we can't... You can't then say, oh, I'm looking at that again. Because... We haven't got VR. You shouldn't look at that again. Yeah, I, but think, I think the point Stuart's making is if the referee saw it. I think if the referee saw it... And, and that's what I said. Is that, the bit card, that, is that the bit then, that kills us, debate? I think Stuart thinks, well, listen, if the referee saw it, then you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're then re-reffing it. I get, I get that point to a certain extent, but yeah. the, the reason we and myself and you are both in agreement is mm-hmm. that at this moment in time, referees mm-hmm. are making some errors, which I think um, you know are, are just, just becoming too... Evident, yeah. you know, and, and 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 too regular over the last few weeks. I wonder if I wonder if communication is a part of this. Hugh, transparency, communication, call it what you want. Jim wasn't so convinced when I asked him earlier, but Stuart raises some interesting points, which I think might might let us elaborate on that. So he says Curtis Main on Borna Barisic. Why was that not mentioned? Um, and the tackle that he's talking about on roof, I think, is that not from actually the first meeting of the sides at Ibrox? One of the centre-backs at St Johnson Clatter's roof Anyway, because there's a clip doing the rounds on social media People And people keep sending me these pictures, right? And they keep saying This is the inconsistency Because some of these incidents are dealt with And others aren't mm-hmm. But Because we don't get the transparency, Hugh Because we don't get that communication It may actually be That we are comparing apples and oranges And then complaining about a lack of consistency Because Curtis Main Maybe the referee was asked Did you see it? And he said yes And if he said yes Then it cannot go down that path Of going to the panel And then a retrospective ban That doesn't mean you need to like it 
But in the absence of the communication We are assuming that all of these incidents Got to the same stage of the process When maybe they didn't Rangers and Celtic fans Are not interested in natural justice They're only I think that's a bit unfair though Some might not be yeah. but, but some will be That's unfair I, the, the majority The majority of Rangers and Celtic fans Are not interested in natural justice They are interested in A justice that suits Rangers And a justice that suits Celtic Stuart says if the referee has shown him a yellow card, that's it. That's the end of the matter. Well, again, in the pursuit of natural justice, if you have recourse to a second opinion, then if Stuart was in court, he would like a second opinion uh, and anyone else would. So this is our version of a second opinion. We don't have VAR. We will never have VAR. We can't afford VAR. Forget about VAR. Don't bring it into conversations. But this is our version of a second opinion and in the pursuit of natural justice. You know, for example, you go back to the incident with Ryan Edwards and uh, Alfredo Morelos yeah. at Ibrox where, where uh, Stephen Gerrard said, be interested to see what happened if the boot was on the other foot. And at that time, I defended Stephen Gerrard against the notice of complaint that he got because he wasn't inferring bias. He wasn't inferring incompetence. He was simply saying, wonder what would have happened if Alfredo Morelos had done it to him. So I allowed Stephen Gerrard that, but a second opinion is a good way to try and achieve the right decision. You see what I mean though, Jim, right? Because people keep doing this. It's a, it's a real social media phenomenon and it comes through on, on the phones. People keep saying, well, Curtis Main, nothing happened to him and something has now happened to Kamal Roof. So that is proof. Proof is, is the word that they'll use. That, that we've got inconsistency But I'll repeat the point The referee at Pataudry that day Maybe was perfectly happy with what he saw He said he saw it all And then the process is then not allowed It's not allowed to go to the referee So comparing two incidents When this, the situation The circumstances might be completely different That is not proof that we've got inconsistency unfortunately No, it's just a proof that uh, You know, opinion You know, a referee mm -hmm. has got a different opinion from yeah, but, yeah, because the, the alternative yeah. is That actually, okay The referee holds his hand up yep. and says I didn't see it mm -hmm. So it went to the panel of three former Category 1 referees mm -hmm. And they couldn't agree yeah. Again, judgement call Yeah, but that's the reason why other wrong I'm saying maybe it's better to take the referee away from it But, listen, you know as Stuart was mentioning earlier on, I mean, if you if you look if you watch the game from minute one to minute ninety odds when it's finishing, and then look at every single challenge in slow motion and detail, you know you'd be citing a dozen players every week probably, you know, mm -hmm. because of the, the way the game looks. Yeah. These are isolated incidents. I still believe that the referees mm -hmm. should have got more of these decisions right. But the best system we have at this moment in time is retrospective. Mm. That's the best system we have. It's not... But it can still be tightened up. Yeah, it can be, think, it can be improved. Yes, I think it can be improved significantly. Thank you, Stuart. And just to be clear, so Sani's tweeted, for instance, to say, Gordon Duncan said the ref may have been asked about Curtis' main tackle and said he saw it all. Then we should be asking why a ref can't see that tackle in full and not think it's a red card. Yes, agreed. Similar to the Kamar Roof one the other night. The guys are all saying that, that... that the referees The standard still can, can be improved So I wouldn't doubt that For a second Right Time flies when you're Having funny I can't believe it's That time of the night already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online The Scottish Sun Slash football
Imagine a scenario where we just take two minutes off of arguing with each other and have a bit of fun on Beat the Pundit. I can make that dream a reality for you next. 0141-951-1025. You come on, you take on Hugh Keevans or Jim Duffy, and if you get more questions right than they do, you win a signed ball. Lines close at seven, so be quick. 0141-951-1025. Tackle the headlines. 0141-951-1025. Played one super scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Keevans are here We're into the second hour of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard We've got a big weekend of football coming up So if you think you've had your fill of the compliance officer And retrospective punishment and consistency And you want to talk about your team on the pitch this weekend Now is a good time to do so We've kicked the backside out of it for an hour If you want to keep going then fine We can do it, you decide um, But it might, it might be an idea just to, to see what else is out there However, before we do anything Let's do this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the scottishsun.co.uk slash football. It is Beat the Pundit time. Jim Duffy or Hugh Keevans, one of them is going to be up to the plate tonight, both standing by to take on David from Guruk. How's it going, David? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you. Now, this is interesting, right? Particularly for you, Jim Duffy. David from Guruk. David's surname is McPherson. All right. I'm wondering if you any any colleagues of yours in the past with McPherson in their name who might yes, be a relative. Yes, I, I, I know Hadji. That's be Hadji's brother then, be David, your old assistant mm-hmm. boss. Yes. Yeah, and uh, David's on. I don't know. You and you and Hadji still Drake. get on well. Yeah, very well. Yeah. So David's not on for any sort of revenge or anything like that. No, but he's probably thinking Jim Duffy's hopeless at this time. Here go because he's, <laughs> his, his, his brother said so. No. Uh, no, so I Craig was a, a Jamie boy. David, is that is that delight. about right? You think I've heard that Duffy's a bit daft, so I'm going to try and win the Aye. same ball. Well, he thought Hadji had been in the nose, so oh, he's done me the compliment as well. We want him to want Jim to go easy on you, right? Uh, heads it is Hugh Evans and tails it will be Jim Duffy up against Hadji's brother David. So let's see what we've got. Oh, and it is as well. He got your wish, tails. It's going to be David up against Jim. So I'll give Jim some clay two to listen to. Yep, he's giving us the thumbs up David, he can't hear us anymore 30 seconds on the clock You're up against Jim And you can pass That's all you need to know You ready? Okay Right, let's do it 30 seconds on the clock And your time starts now Which player is Celtic's record transfer sale? Victor Lanyama uh, Name either team that Stephen, John and Paul McGinn have all played for Wraith Rovers are based in which Scottish town? Recording. How many goals have Rangers conceded in 2021? Three Which country did Stevie Mallon from Hibs just move on loan to? Turkey Name any Portuguese club that Ryan Gold has played for Benfica Okay let's bring Jim back Jim can you hear us? Yes Same set of questions to you 30 okay. seconds on the clock And your time starts now Which player is Celtic's record transfer sale? Um, Victor Wanyama Name either team that Stephen, John and Paul McGinn have all played for St Mern Wraith Rovers are based in which Scottish town? Kirkcaldy How many goals have Rangers conceded in 2021? Uh, five Which country did Stevie Mallon from Hibs just move to on loan? Turkey Name any Portuguese club that Ryan Gold has played for Sporting Lisbon uh, Which team are currently bottom of the table in the Scottish Championship? Uh, Alawa. Okay, okay, okay. David, how do you think it went? Sure. Uh, I think he's beat me. Mm, let's find out then. Um, 
Which player is Celtic's record transfer sale? Um, interestingly, you both said one Yama. Um, Hugh Keevans. Oh. Kieran Tierney, anyone? Oh, 25 oh, million. Goodness, honestly, honestly, honestly. I'm not working with you, right? You see it. Uh, name either team that Stephen, John, and Paul McGinn have all played for St. Mirren or Hibs. You both got it, won all. You both knew Wraith Rovers are based in Kirkcaldy. They tried to rename it after Gordon Diel, I think, in the mid 90s, but it got knocked back. Like no stadium. Uh, so, two all there. How many goals have Rangers conceded in 2021? It's just the two, so none of you got that. Stevie Mallon's just gone on loan to Turkey Scored on his debut I think yesterday um, So three all After f- f- five questions That's pretty good Name any Portuguese club That Ryan Gold has played for There's quite the list Unfortunately David Benfica's not one of them And Sporting Lisbon is So that wins it for Jim Duffy He even managed to Add a wee bit of swagger at the end Alawa are bottom of the championship So it was a five for Jim And I'm afraid David It was a three for yourself Hard lines Yeah Great, well played Jim Cheers David, thanks very Good much man, thank you David In Guruk, brother of Jim Duffy's former assistant manager There we yeah, go Yeah, Craig, Craig's a, he's a terrific boy mm-hmm. And uh, you know, as I said With mm-hmm. a good uh, working relationship And uh, good good friends as well When we're at Capital And, and the, the Hadji nickname That's that's just the resemblance, yeah? Yeah, well, his style as well I mean, he's a kind of squat left-footed player Very similar in style of player as well Good player, Craig, really good footballer um, you know, and again, you know, similar, similar kind of look and style, and everything. good nickname. That I like that. Yeah. Okay, uh, thank you, David. On the line, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. On Twitter, we're at Clyde SSB. If you want to talk about football, as in what's happening on the pitch this weekend, and your team selection thoughts and all the rest of it, we can do that. If you're still desperate to call about the compliance officer and the latest disciplinary issues, then feel free because the floor is yours. You get to decide. I just thought naively it might be nice to just to change subject, just even for five minutes. Because just we've got a full Premier League calendar over the weekend, five games tomorrow, one on Sunday, but that doesn't count. Yeah, let's talk about the, the past. Do you know the thing is as well, it's so hard to, it's so hard to shake off because the Celtic are going to appeal this. So a Yeti's yeah. hearing will be next week. So we'll talk about it again for sure. Yeah. Will Rangers accept Kamal Roof or will they appeal that? And if they do, that hearing will be next week. So <laughs> it's very tough to really ever get over it. So uh, we'll wait and see, right? David is a Rangers fan in Bonnie Bridge. What have you got for us, David? Hello. Um, what I'm basically wanting to speak about is that mm-hmm. I'll be in the A, Kamal Roof and Alfredo Morelos. They, they totally deserve their bands, right? They de- definitely did. But. Nobody's talking about how good Rangers were or are in this full season. They've only lost seven goals. The defence record is superb. And nobody's talking about it at all. Go for it then. The floor is yours. Tell us how good they are. They're amazing. Conor Golson and Hollander, Balligan, they've barely lost any goals. They ship nothing. And... Nobody talks about it. If this was Celtic, this this would be a massive season for them. I'm fed up talking about Celtic. Don't then talk about your own team. I'm actually giving you the chance, David. You're complaining that nobody's talking about it. I then invite you to talk about it, and you mention Celtic. So keep talking about your own team. I'll give you as long as you like. Well, I want I want to tell everybody that, that like obviously, nobody talks about Rangers being so good. The defensive record is amazing. Mm-hmm. Seven goals yep. in a season. That's unbelievable. Sure is. 67, I think it is, for 
seven goals against. But they're also talking about. You've got Celtic fans. See, there you about go. There you go again, David. You're the one that keeps bringing Celtic into it, not me. Uh, Hugh, give David his wish. Talk about Rangers and Rangers only. Don't even mention any other team. The reason why Rangers will go through the entire league season without losing a game is partly because of that defence and because they've got goals throughout the team. And plenty of people mention it. And I think it's why Rangers will go very far in the Europa League as well. Uh, because it's always been a strong point of uh, Stephen Gerrard's management at Ibrooks that they've performed well in Europe. And I think they could break the glass ceiling this season and could go a very long way in the Europa League. Uh, I think they will beat Antwerp, again based on that defence that nobody ever talks about. Uh, and I think the, the end to the season could be very dramatic. Rangers will, um, of course, be the champions based on a phenomenal defensive record and being all round a very, very good team. I, I'm just amazed nobody talks about them. And now look what you've done David Because you wanted Hugh to talk about Rangers And he's gone and given predictions Which will have every Rangers fan shouting at the radio Saying we, do, we don't want his predictions uh, To back us up It will be exciting when, when Europe comes back around Jim Because I feel like it's, it's been put on the back burner Most people accept that the league is done how, how much style will Rangers finish it with And what can they take into Europe Yeah well I mean the, the first thing is you know, We're absolutely delighted that uh, you know, we've got club uh, You know a club like Rangers in, in the latter stages you know of European competition You know that uh, again the, as, as Hugh had said Since Stephen Jenner walked in the door um, In Europe they just seem to be a real good fit for them You know they, they tactically they're really astute They can play in different uh, ways They can sit back a little bit and play counter-attack They can be open up, play ex expansive football uh, and you know, and I think it's, it's been a breath of fresh air um, uh, in that in uh, that competition. As far as domestically concerned, I think uh, you know on this program, I don't think there's one pundit here who hasn't waxed lyrical about Rangers all season, and uh, not just from a defensive point of view. And you know, even the other night there, the spread of goals, isn't it? Yeah, well? the, the spread of goals, Hadji's goal they've come in, and you know the the the, the rotation they've had to do. Mm. Um, absolutely outstanding uh, Alan McGregor again two or three brilliant saves the other night there so listen when when called upon he, he's always coming up with the goods so all round really strong dynamic team well on that Stephen Gerrard expects the double header with Antwerp to, to go ahead as planned you've seen stories Liverpool kind of facing difficulties about flying to Leipzig for a Champions League clash but here's what Stephen Gerrard had to say looking forward at the moment, I expect them to go ahead as planned, but um, that's not to say there's not conversations in the background that I'm not really too aware of. I'm sure Andrew Dixon and Stuart Robinson are having uh, conversations with uh, UEFA and um, all the other authorities involved, and we'll do what we need to do to get the games played, um, and we'll do whatever we're told to do. But where I sit right now, I'm expecting both legs to go ahead as planned uh, over in Belgium and at Ibrox, the second leg. Um, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to discuss um, that game or them games when when they come about. My focus right now is on on Hamilton. I don't know if I heard that right. Did Stephen Gerrard call Stuart Robertson Robinson? I really hope that is the case, and it's one of them where both parties have just left it too long and they can't correct it because the mistake was is deep rooted and it will be forever known as Robinson. Yeah, some people just do that. Uh, it just sticks in your head. Uh, um, right, David, go on then. What about? This weekend, do you foresee any difficulties against Hamilton? No. No chance. No. 
Yeah, I think I don't Definitely think not. I don't think uh, many people will disagree. Hugh, I mean, funny things happen no. in football, but there, there's a bit, there's an air of predictability about Rangers results in the league at the moment. Well, uh, I enter this evidence, my lad. The last time they met, Rangers won eight nil. There are fifty six points between the two teams in the league at the moment. That's a different postcode. Never mind a golf in class. So, no, there'll be no difficulty for Rangers. It's not the best pitch. It's not the greatest atmosphere midday on a Sunday. The weather will be horrible, uh, but it'll be three or four nothing. There he goes again, giving the predictions that no one wants to hear. Thank you, David and Bonnie Bridge. Hopefully we did your team um, a good service there. Let's hear from... Neil Lennon We'll hear from Graham Alexander soon as well Let's talk about that game tomorrow Arguably one of the games of the day Celtic looking for back-to-back wins For the first time this year um, The manager says that some of the tough talking Has been necessary I think so, yeah I mean, I, I would be dereliction of Majuri If I didn't think that was the right thing to do I don't do it that often You know, maybe in my first spell I probably did a little bit more Because it was a little bit more emotional in those days But, yeah, I think... Um, you know, when you lose a, a game at home and you dominate the game and, and don't affect the opposition as much as we should have, we don't press as high, we don't press as aggressively, uh, we don't stop crosses, all the basics of the game that we're missing. Um, I think that has to be, you know, an end point for the team really. And I've got to come out, yes, take responsibility for the performance, but, you know, the players have to be accountable at times as well. Uh, Jim Duffy Always interesting If a manager comes out And mm. has a goal Like Neil Lennon did And then they win the next week mm. You can understand why people would say Oh well it worked Maybe it didn't Maybe they were mm. going to win anyway um, But I noticed again The training ground mm. today There was another Was it Lennon out Banner or something mm. similar This stuff doesn't seem to be Going away for him mm. um, So What is the next Couple no, of weeks yeah, listen, like? he could He could pretty much Win every game to the end of the season And it's not going to go away Because Rangers are going to win the league and, and, and that, that ultimately damage is done, yeah. I mean, and, and that's that's it. and obviously the 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 points differential as well. I think if it was really close, if it was, you know, um, nip and chuck right to the end of the season, you're a bit unlucky, all these kind of things. But to be twenty you know, mm. uh, three points behind, and you know, uh, it's, it's just it's just the, the golf is, is is far too much. So uh, unfortunately, uh, from uh, Neil Lennon's point of view and from a Celtic point of view, that's not going to change, even if he has another uh, positive result. But all he can do. Is try and get a level of consistency And that's something that they've been searching for all season They've not had these significant win after win Which they've traditionally done so many Over draws. the last nine years So seven draws I think And they have to go over that But Motherwell will be a different proposition I think Kilmarnock were flat Obviously looking for a new manager They didn't play well Celtic dominated the game And did put up a really good performance But I think Motherwell uh, you know, Over the last couple of weeks Under Graham Alexander you know, look as if they've got a wee bit of appetite for the game. So I expect that to be a tougher encounter. And as you said, Rangers going to Hamilton, the weather and the pitch could play a part. You know what I mean? There's no doubt about that because Rangers like to get the ball down, knock mm. it about. But if it's a howling gale and, mm. you know, rain and wind and that plastic pitch, yeah, I mean, these, these, these type of things can shape games. Hugh, I have absolutely no interest in you telling me that Motherwell can get something tomorrow. Don't even bother. <laughs> do not do not do that to me. Don't give me the prediction. But more generally, Neil Lennon, strong comments last week, back to winning ways, recalls he's captain, another banner outside the training ground today. Where's all this going? I want to introduce another category to Monday night's programme okay. with goal of the weekend, howler of the weekend, result of the weekend. 
I want to enter Neil Lennon for the quote of the weekend. I was a bit more emotional in those days. When was that? He's been emotional all season. Everybody's got it, from players to politicians and back again. So all I'm going to say to you is, last weekend it was St Mirren, first win at Celtic Park for 31 years. I said to you on the Friday night, anybody's got a chance against Celtic. You only have to throw the ball into the penalty area and you've got a chance. Following day, ball was thrown into the penalty area. Shane Duffy's head was turning round at a 360 degree angle and St Mirren got their winning goal. All I'll say about tomorrow, Motherwell have got a chance. Stop it, right, that's you. Mike's going off. Uh, right, it's time for this. Full Time Teaser with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. More than a million paid in compensation every week. We're being extra good to you this week because on the show tonight, we know you have the Full Time Teaser every night and usually on a Thursday, we give you the chance to win a football survival kit thanks to Thompson's Solicitors. Now, this week, we're doing it on Thursday and Friday Is it because we're feeling generous Or is it because we forgot last week I'll leave that up to you to decide But nevertheless We're giving away another football survival kit tonight A beer fridge Beers to put in it Pies, bovril, all the rest And it could be all yours If you reply With all the correct answers To the full time teaser by 7.45 Head to at Clyde SSB to play You must be over 18 T's and C's are all at Clyde1.com I'll give you the question next Listen carefully Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans are here They both are desperate They were just telling me during the break Desperate to speak to you So give us a call 01419511025 Or Twitter at Clyde SSB Now I did say just before the break We are feeling extra generous this week We're going to give you a second Chance to win the football survival pack We did it last night Thanks to Thompson Solicitors We're going to do it again We want to give away a beer fridge Beers to put in it The pies, the bovril All the stuff you need To make it worthwhile Watching the game at home It's rubbish compared to going to the game We get that But we're trying to make it a bit better for you So Here's your question And what you need to do Is give all the correct answers On one tweet To at Clyde SSB By 7.45 Do that You go in the hat We'll put the winner At random These two Will help you along the way that's the, that's the idea anyway uh, Since the start of 2018 Eight Scots have scored top flight hat-tricks in this country Can you name them? Since the start of 2018 Eight Scots have scored top flight hat-tricks in this country Stephen Griffiths Oh look at that You said it at the same time and you've got two answers So Stephen Naismith and Lee Griffiths Any more? Uh, uh Chris Boyd? Oh no, 2018? No, no, nope. wait a minute. Uh, Hugo, any more? Scottish. Um, what about recently? Maybe this season? Uh, Martin. Uh, no, no, no. Um, yeah, you're it? nearly there. Yes, Kevin Nesbitt. Kevin well Nesbitt. done. Okay, that's three. Three down, five to go. The only thing I will say, just to help you along if you're playing at home, since there is a prize up for grabs. When we say Scots on this programme We mean football nationality Right Bear that in mind That's all I'm going to say So you need to get the rest of the answers By quarter to eight To be in with the chance of winning the prize So get your thinking caps on Let's bring in Jimmy Who's a Celtic fan Just along the road in Clyde Bank What's your point tonight Jimmy? The point is to Hugh mm-hmm. There was a mention that he liked Malbec wine <laughs> He certainly does Well I think he's drinking more than Malbec wine If he thinks that Rangers 
can get through the glass ceiling in Europe. Hugh, how many have you had? Uh, none so far. In fact, I forgot <laughs> to ask. I forgot to ask uh, Karen, the vaccinator, if it's okay to have one after the jag. But anyway, uh, the Rangers, if they beat Antwerp or into the last sixteen, that's the point at which they would normally say goodbye. Uh, I just think that they are capable, and it's only fair to acknowledge that they are capable because of the very strong defence that they have and because of the general all-round well-being of the side. I think they are capable of going through that grass, uh, glass ceiling and uh, and getting to the latter stages, the last eight, mm. and then we'll talk about it again. I think, Jimmy, you know, I have to assume that you're a Celtic fan, uh, you know, there's, what gave that there's, no, there's no point. There's no point in being jealous of Rangers, just as there was no point of Rangers being jealous of Celtic when uh, they were going through nine uh, league-winning mm. seasons and be- becoming quadruple treble winners. There's no point in being jealous of them. They did it because they were the best. Celtic were the best to get the quadruple treble. Rangers are better than Celtic this season. No point in being jealous. Just have to bite the bullet. Oh, Jimmy, are you jealous? There's no jealousy, no jealousy whatsoever. Sure, I think you'll need to lay off the Malbec. The Rangers beat Willem Twa or Willem Two in an earlier round, uh-huh. and the whole of Scotland, the press says that they faced a top-class Dutch outfit. Willem Twa is currently third bottom of the Dutch league. Yeah, but is this all about yes, Willem? Is this is this all about Willem Twa, Jimmy, or is it worth considering? Rangers remember got past Braga last year. They then fell at the hurdle of Bayer Leverkusen, who turned out to be a pretty good side. Is it is it that ridiculous to suggest that they could just go one step further this time? I mean, that's not even much different to what they did last season. Well, I, I don't see them getting by the, the bigger guns. That's the point, but. Uh, if you've got time, it's just a quick wee joke, and it's no dirty, it's no swearing <laughs> no, or nothing. Go for it. Are right, you ready? Uh-huh. Celtic Rangers supporters mates for years. Celtic supporter died, went to heaven. Two years later, Rangers supporter died, went. St Peter says you can again. It's only Celtic supporters. So the boy says the Rangers supporter says, "Oh, let me in. That's my best mate." He says, "I'll do anything if you let me in." St. Peter says, go down and drain the clay, the clay out with a teaspoon. Yeah, they go to back up two or three weeks later. He says, it's no good. He says, the rain keeps falling up every time I empty it. He says, give me something else. He says, come back and Rangers won the European Cup. I says, give a teaspoon. Ah, oh, right. That's, do you know what, Jimmy? I was so nervous the full <laughs> way through that. Fine. Like, one half of the city will like it. The other half won't. Fine. Oh. I'm just delighted that was clean because that... I was ne- I was listening closer than ever before. Mm-hmm. There, I think you've opened a can of worms up there, Gordon. It could be a you know, give us the teaspoon. Jokes, uh, you know, the, everybody want their jokes in there. Um, if, I, I sub- if Rangers, if Rangers go through, if Rangers go through the glass ceiling, I would expect Jimmy, if he's a man of honour, to come along to the office at Radio Clyde and leave a bottle of Malbec there <laughs> for me. Will you do that, Jimmy? And I'll bring my Rangers pal along with me. How's that? <laughs> uh, a teaspoon presented to Hugh Evans. Mm-hmm. Um, Jim, maybe we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves time-wise, mm-hmm. but to, to, I don't like backing Hugh Evans up. It makes me feel makes me feel <laughs> uneasy. But purely based on the fact of what Rangers did in Europe last season, yeah. are they better now? Yeah, 
you would have to say yeah. so. Um, so if the of course you need a bit of luck mm. in the draw, but but if if it does, is there any reason why they can't go go a little bit further? I mean, Antwerp. If you base them off of Liège, who Rangers have already mm. played, you can understand why. Yeah, you played, uh, played the Dutch clubs, played the Belgian clubs. Who played? I mean, they've played obviously Benfica. You know, the, the listen. If you if you play, um, you know, top teams and and you have good results, then it's got to give you confidence and belief. Um, but you know, again. You've, you can you can never take in for granted in Europe. I think sometimes we, you know, like uh, Jimmy was saying, they're looking at Willem too. I don't know what, what position they were in when Ren just played them. But any Dutch side, you know, if we draw any Dutch side, we can't be guaranteed to beat them no matter what mm. their position is. So, as similar to, to any Belgian side, so I think get past that one. And then you never know because obviously the expectations then maybe fall on the so-called bigger teams then, and Rangers would probably be the underdogs then. So, listen, I think if they get by that, get to the last um, the last sixteen, it'd be absolutely fantastic for for Scottish football and for Rangers. And as I say, it's just a pity as we keep saying week after week that. Uh, there aren't any fans in to enjoy it And also there's no point in basing it Just off one opponent mm. the Rangers played no. Because they also played Galatasaray right, And yeah. they've played other big sides Not mm. only this season mm. But the previous mm. season as well So time will tell Thank you very much Jimmy For your joke mm. And your <laughs> many Malbec digs at Hugh Keevans um, Big game tomorrow Let's hear from Graham Alexander He says he's paying no attention to Celtic's form uh, They're looking to make it three straight wins Whilst Neil Lennon's side haven't won back-to-back games so far this year And of course they meet tomorrow Celtic and Rangers are obviously the top dogs in in Scotland and you know what we try to do building up to the Rangers game was try to pinpoint where we could try and win the game you know and you, I think everyone could see that in our performance that we try to win the game tomorrow will be no different our approach for games will all, in my mindset will always be the same it will always be to try and win the game but obviously the the level of opposition Changes from week to week and, and makes your job more difficult. But um, you know, I don't. I'm not one for looking at teams' forms, previous forms. Dundee United' previous form going up to Wednesday wasn't great either. But what a tough game we had. So for me, it's it's what we can bring to the game against. And I always look at the the opposition's best qualities, what they want to do, regardless of their form. You know, you're, you're aware of. Individuals uh, Talent That's a fair point Hugh Is it not You know Graham Alexander's talking about Regardless of their form You still have to look at What they're They're capable of And of course I take your point Celtic are nowhere near What what they have been In previous seasons And yes St Mirren Went there And, and won But Celtic will still need to be A good bit off it for, for Motherwell to win tomorrow Will they not? Or to get anything? Uh, yes Yes You're absolutely right Insofar as They have far better players than Motherwell. Uh, that historically, that's always been the case. Um, but Graham Alexander, since becoming the Motherwell manager, has certainly put determination back into that team. They were a soft touch prior to being taken over by Graham Alexander. And I think that you know Stephen Robinson had done a terrific job, but after a while, as Jim Duffy knows, players start to look at the wall behind your head when you're talking to them um, and Motherwell had become a soft touch. They're not that way now. The, the 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 reason why I'm disinclined to say, oh, Celtic will win easily is that you never know with Celtic. You never know mm-hmm. who's going to turn up. You know, I was absolutely convinced they would beat St Mirren last weekend. Convinced. And of course, even at 1-1 they didn't kick on. St Mirren did. So, 
anything could happen tomorrow No Declan Gallagher at the heart of that Motherwell defence tomorrow Jim He missed out the other night and they got a good win against Dundee United 2-1 That obviously makes your job a little bit harder Because you Again it's so hard to, to say these things now Because Celtic have had their moments But to go to Celtic Park and get something You should have to do a bit of defending at some point Yeah you would expect so And again you know I was at the game obviously against St Man last week And I thought St Man, you know were, were, were terrific um, And Celtic still look very very um, You know um, Fragile and, and, and you know Just shaky at the back Obviously they left Shane Duffy out midweek um, Stephen Welsh and, and moved Ayer back in we discussed that last week on the John Joe Kenny well. debut yeah. John Joe Kenny came back in so there was a bit more balance about the Celtic um, defence um, but there were still one or two moments um, you know uh, where um, you know Kamalik had, had a couple of opportunities so I just I still think that Motherwell are better They're definitely a bit more confidence I think they're a better team At this moment in time Than Kamarnak uh, and And I think they will Cause a few problems But um, you know Celtic can only go And try and build mm-hmm. A bit of confidence And a bit of momentum um, I think Soro has Dropped his performances A little bit The last couple of weeks So bringing Scott Brown Back in again And again He, he brought a Yeti in We'll have to wait, you know, wait And see what happens there yeah. Whether Celtic um, will Obviously stick with uh, Edward and a Yeti Up, up, up top again Alright we're going to speak To Jamie very soon But something that's much more Important than all of this stuff Something I've been trying to Help you out with All week Is helping you look after Your mental well-being Because everyone acknowledges We're going through a bit of a tough time at the moment And it takes a different toll on different people in different ways So we've been trying just to raise a bit of awareness throughout this week We've been hearing from various figures in football Uh, And last night we heard from our old pal Alex Ray Talking about his previous experiences with mental health And tonight Alex is back on again to discuss what he and the people close to him Have found the hardest during this lockdown I think the the isolation I live in the sticks So you don't get to see a lot of uh, people walking about and things And uh when I do go for my exercise and things again, it's out in the country, so you don't get a, an opportunity to see too many people. And um, thankfully, the kids have been in and about us, which has been uh, reassuring, and uh, it's been actually good, a nice period to spend with them. But again, you're you're also dealing with something that's un, unnatural for them. So um, you know they're kind of strong. I feel my, my middle daughter's probably the one that's suffering the most. You know, and I think it's partly because she's at that age; she's sixteen now. And she is, you know, they're doing Zoom calls and things and, and, and adapting. But I just think the actual kind of lack of interaction with, with people is the thing that's actually affecting people the most. Please remember, it is so important to look after yourself in this pandemic. I know you'll be keen to look after other people, which is natural. But if you need any help, just know that you're not alone. There are people out there, groups out there who can help to find the support that's right for you. Please visit nhsinform.scot forward slash mind or call NHS 24 on 111. A hugely important message that we've been trying to get through all week. So thanks to the professionals and some of the guys in and around football who've helped us out with that one. We are about to speak to Jamie. Yeah, let's do that right now. Jamie's a Kilmarnock fan. Uh, some of the names getting bandied about now, Jamie, uh, Stephen Presley, Jim McIntyre, do any of them tickle your fancy to be the new manager? I've got to say, I was about to, I was about to kick off there when you said something was more important than my call, but then it was mental health, and I was like, it's okay. Quite right, quite right. <laughs> uh, it was. I, I feel watching the, watching the match the other day, um, the, and the debates about the simulation as well. I've got. I mean, there are some women who, for a job, they dance around poles with minimal contact, and that's fine. They can do that if they want to. Some families might not enjoy it, and it might not be great for the kids growing up, but it's within their rights. If there's contact, 
you know I have got no idea where this is going, Jamie, but it's a family show. So let's talk about Albion Yeti specifically, uh, if we can. I, I mean, I, I generally like quite a um, quite a sense of adventure when it comes to drawing examples and comparisons to things. But let, let's go a Yeti on this one, if you don't mind. <laughs> I, yeah, I, as I said, it's this contact there. I don't think that's if if that's what we're debating after the match. I think as a club, we need to take a step back and say, look, our problems have. We have more stuff to deal with than one guy simulating in a match. Simulation has happened throughout the ages since, it obviously, it became more of a big deal when we were starting to play foreign teams historically, and then it kind of got stamped down on. It, it, and as as a as a as a sport, rather than it wasn't like no one went after the referees for it, no one went after everyone else. Everyone just collectively decided this isn't good for our sport. But he's within his rights, as I said. If there's contact there. What can you do? I don't think that's the issue that Kilmarnock have to address, that we have to address. See, see to be fair though, Jimmy, I, I don't think Kilmarnock are making a huge song and dance. It's not them that charges Albina Yeti. You know, the SFA just chose to chose to do it, uh, which is fine. I know what you're possibly about to say, that the bigger issue is, is where you are as a club and, and where you go. The manager is obviously a key part of that. Is there any of the names that you've seen that, that you're in favour of? I mean, if 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 I had the choice of anyone, I'd say if we could bring Sengor and Eriksson back in, that would be fun. that was pretty left field. You were saying left field was might be something. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I honestly, what we need to do, all the great managers, um, who have had time to embed Jurgen Klopp two years, Steven Gerrard two years, Alex Ferguson going back had at least two years to embed Jocelyn going all the way back two years. So if we as a club are going to be strong and brave going forwards, I think you need to stick with someone who's going to build a long-term successful club so we can go back mm-hmm. and compete at the top where we should be. I get that, Hugh, but at the same time, whoever it will be is going to have to keep Kilmarnock in the division. Absolutely. That's why Billy Bowie got rid of uh, the manager and decided that he had to replace Alec Dyer with someone who could put out a fire. Uh, of the candidates that uh, I've read and heard about, obviously Tommy Wright would be right in there. Stephen Robinson would be right in there. Uh, Stephen Presley would be an interesting choice. He certainly knows the game up here. Um, I'd be inclined to go for either Stephen Robinson or Tommy Wright. And just to give Jamie a quick history lesson... Uh, within six weeks of going to Celtic, Jockstein had won the Scottish Cup and the following season won the league and the following season won the European Cup. So there, there wasn't a great deal of bedding in required then. I thought you were going to give Jamie a history lesson on the subject that he started his call off with. Um, but I'm glad that, oh, you, no, no, I'm no, glad no. that you stayed away. <laughs> listen, listen, you're a man of great experience. So just <laughs> life, life experience, of course. Um, right. Let's turn our attentions back to this teaser Because if you're playing along at home And you're trying to win the football survival pack This is your five minute warning By quarter to eight You need all of these Since the start of 2018 Eight Scots have scored top flight hat-tricks In this country The guys are trying to help you They've got Stephen Naismith Lee Griffiths Kevin Nisbet Yeah I think the obvious one is James Forrest mm-hmm. Well done Hugh He scored four that day I think didn't he I was in Johnson I think I was at that game uh, I'm, th- I'm thinking of Eamon Brophy No the, the other one I think about is, I'm not sure if it's, it's Before 2018 Chris Commons No oh. What about my wee clue That I gave you I, I don't know if that's What you were trying To have a nibble on With Chris Commons But I said yeah, remember it It's football nationality yeah, that's right, yeah. Not necessarily Where they were born Yeah Whom else might that apply to Livingston yeah. went to QPR 
Mm-hmm. Lyndon Dykes I can't yes. believe he just stole that off you You even such <laughs> shameless uh, but He crossed it in I just bundled yeah, it over the line right, okay. I tapped it in yep, uh, L- I've Lyndon got one Dykes. more Go on then I think so Chris Doolan No That was, must have been just before oh. Yes Okay leave it there Stephen Naismith James Forrest Lyndon Dykes mm-hmm. Lee Griffiths Kevin Nisbet The guys have helped you out At home You just need to find the other three You need to do it before quarter to eight And you need to tweet it to At Clyde SSB And you are in the hat We'll announce the winner next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy and Hugh Evans are here into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I must say, though, the lines are now closed. Up the, the, the Twitter is now closed. What's the right terminology for that? Radio needs to, to come up with and keep up with the times. Producer Callum, yeah. the, the internet is closed. It's like something Hugh Evans does at the end of the night when he switches <laughs> off his, his dial-up. Anyway, you can no longer enter this competition is what I'm trying to say. The football survival kit, thanks to Thompson's, we're going to announce the winner very soon. A beer fridge, the beers, the pies, the bovril, all the rest of it. We're now not accepting correct answers for it. But you two have still got work to do. We're looking for eight Scots since the start of 2018 with top flight hat-tricks in this country. You've got Naismith, Forrest... Lee Griffiths, Kevin Nisbet And of course the sneaky one Lyndon Dykes Because he's an honorary Scot now Any more Hugh? Shankland mm, Not top flight hat trick Jim Duffy I think uh, one a wee while back But again I'm, I, I thought it was Stevie May But I'm just going through the different teams And Stephen McLean That could be the shout of the night Well done Stephen McLean Any more Hugh? Ross Stewart Nah, nah, I'll leave it there. I'll nah. leave it there for now. I must, say, Jim. I, I know you're not on Twitter or anything like that, but I saw something which was one, wonderful and, and disturbing in equal measure today. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar with a, a a man, a guy on Twitter who goes by the name of Evan at Evan McFarlane. Mm, somebody has this been brought it. to your attention yes, already? Yeah, listen, anything that's embarrassing gets brought. To oh, your it's brilliant, Hugh. No, it's not. The best way I, it. the way I can describe it, Hugh, it is like a love letter mm-hmm. in video form. About Jim Duffy No context No no reason Evan presumably is a Morton fan And over the years Has collected a worrying amount of footage Of Jim <laughs> Duffy um, Pictures all the rest of it And he's just made it into a nice wee uh, Video Two minutes Twenty seconds long It's got Jim Duffy Slow motion Black and white With his three piece suit on Looking smart to kick us off He's got <laughs> It's got the footage of the infamous Square goal with Neil Lennon The Easter Road yeah. It's got the Six and a half thousand views This thing has got A video love letter To Jim Duffy Six and a half thousand um, people Who don't it, know what to do With their thing <laughs> Does it have any footage Of Jim Duffy Gently taking An old age pensioner Depositing him in his car <laughs> And driving him home After a good night out I was going to say That's yeah. just what that happens Here true, on a Friday night That was slow motion That was, a, that was, the, that was, the, that was the camera <laughs> slow motion That was officially slow motion Rigor mortis <laughs> What have you been up to At home anyway You've been managing To watch much football Back there Hugh Keevans Well do you know Gordon I was listening to What Alec Ray said there And, uh, and you know Alec speaks very movingly I listened to him last night About what everyone's Going through In this particular time So I'm listening to Brighton beating Liverpool at Anfield on Wednesday night and I thought, my goodness, my grandson Archie will be down in Brighton loving this. So I texted, at full time I texted Billy Reid, who's the assistant manager, used to be the Hamilton Ackies manager up here, assistant to Graham Potter at Brighton, and I said, listen, I haven't seen my grandson and my granddaughter in Brighton for a year. You've just made them very happy. And I thought, well, that's the last we'll hear of that. And half an hour later, when Billy Reid should have been jumping up and down and 
tearing the paint off the walls at Anfield, he sent me a text to say, I hope you're well. I haven't seen my grandchildren for six months and it's awful. He said, I'm, I'm glad that we've made them happy. So, Billy Reid, thank you. Well said indeed See football bringing us all together During these difficult times Two grandkids uh, Two grandparents I should say Getting yeah, together yeah. Talking But it about does show that football I mean as much as we can debate it And all the, all the other stuff That we started the show with Gordon It does bring joy And that's yeah, that's, that's so important just yeah. now Any wee moments of joy Are very thankful for Certainly Let's, let's all got very deep and profound I like that <laughs> Let's bring in David uh, In Cope Bridge What's your point tonight David? I think this will be the last call So you can see us out in style Okay, well, thanks for having me on tonight. Um, I know, I know that you're requesting that people come on and talk about football, yes. and uh, I'd like to talk about the job that Stephen Gerrard and the coaching staff have done at Rangers this season. Um, it's not just about the players that they've brought into the club, but I think a big part of it is the, the, the improvement of the existing players that he's got there. And I always like to see a manager win trophies, which hopefully Stephen Gerrard will, will win his first one shortly. But um, the actual improvement of the players I look at as well, Tavernier has improved this season, Connor Goldson, uh, Ryan Jack, Glenn Kamara, and Alfredo Morelos has improved this season. His all-round footballing ability, in my opinion, has improved. It's not just about him scoring goals, he's coming deep, he's bringing midfielders into play, he's holding the ball up. And I think, you know, we should take our hats off to other Rangers fans, take our hats off to the job that Stephen Gerrard has done. He's building a, a, a winning team with players he's bringing in but more importantly the existing staff that he had at his disposal have all improved dramatically this season It's a good point Jim because I, I, I feel like maybe recruitment and things take take more of the headlines yeah. for, for in terms of where managers are, are judged how much pride do managers take in improving what they already had improving what they inherited yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of uh, players who have previous ma- previous managers have signed are a little bit apprehensive when a new manager comes in because they think, oh no, I've got to start again. You know, I was maybe the previous manager's favourite, and you'll find that some will find their way out the door. Of course, that will happen. But as, as as David said, there are guys like Michael Beale and Gary McAllister, the, the coaching staff in the background, have done a terrific job just to creating the whole atmosphere around Rangers and that togetherness, as well as. Individually and collectively As I said that, th- Those units That back four Doesn't matter who, who Which other centre half Plays alongside Golson It's just uh, You know So dependable As I said Guys like Kamara And Jack and, and you know Again Been absolutely outstanding So you know There's been a lot of improvement And I agree, I agree with him To a certain point Regarding Morelos Sorry I agree with a certain point Regarding Morelos Because I think Morelos Has become a more modern player If you want to call it that He's not just a goal scorer now He yeah. does link up the play So listen It's been uh, I mean fantastic The next thing as I say the most important thing is trophies if you're a Rangers manager you've got to get trophies after you get trophies you can mm. then look at the next stage of a development which is the overall structure of the club which is bringing through younger players from from within the ranks and all that kind of stuff but that takes a lot longer four or five years probably Hugh Keevans the one man that David left out when he was talking about the people that Stephen Gerrard has improved was Stephen Gerrard because First season, no trophies. Second season, no trophies. And then came that cup defeat at Tynecastle. And I've referred to it before, where after the game, Stephen Gerrard looked a desolate, broken figure. And he spoke about how much it had taken out of him. And you wondered if he might survive the weekend. But he's held his nerve. The board have held their nerve. They have backed him financially. And... The job of a good manager is to make good players better and better players exceptional. And he's doing that and he's getting his reward 
and in a few weeks' time he'll be the manager of the league champions. So, yeah, he's d- done great work with this player and that player, but Steven Gerrard's also improved. Steven Gerrard. If I was to force you, David, politely of course, to pick one, one of them that you mentioned that you feel Steven Gerrard has improved the most, has improved more than any of the others, who would it be? Um... Well, I think maybe if I answer that maybe slightly differently to that question, I think there's an unsung hero in that Rangers team that does that ticks all the boxes for me and has done for the last number of months, and it's Glenn Kamara. I think he gets overlooked because we only paid fifty thousand pounds for him, and um, Stephen Gerrard and Ross Wilson have all, all obviously identified a player that they could bring in, improve the team improve the player and maybe have some sort mm-hmm. of saleability value at the end of it How important is it to get him on a new contract then with all that in mind? I think it's one of the most important things that Rangers need to do just now is to get Glenn Kamara tied down in a long term deal not just not just to reward the player financially for what he's done mm-hmm. but I think um, the long term contract would obviously increase the market value for the player if he's on you know a five or a six year deal left to go when somebody comes yeah. knocking on the door yeah, I think uh, uh, obviously go through the roof. Absolutely. I wonder if we'll see any movement on that soon. Thank you, David and Coatbridge. That almost brings us to a close, but we need to announce the winner for this. Full time teaser with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. More than a million paid in compensation every week. Right, thanks again to our friends at Thompson's for setting us up with another football survival kit of the beer fridge, the beers, the pies, the bovril. Popular competition mm-hmm. This is funny What you'll be desperate for When you're stuck inside uh, At the moment Jim Duffy All you had to do Was get all the answers Right to the following Questions So let's see how we got on Since the start of 2018 Eight Scots have scored Top flight hat tricks In this country Can you name them You guys Gave them a helping hand You've gone for Stephen McLean Stephen Naismith James Forrest Lyndon Dykes Lee Griffiths And Kevin Nisbet So that's six the guys at home had to be a bit quicker than you A bit smarter They had to come up with all eight What have you two got in the remaining two? Few Jim Yeah I think there was one that, that I was going through through the teams again And I think it was a surprising one But if memory serves me right Did Andy Considine not score a hat-trick for Aberdeen? It's not Andy Considine mm, See I thought he did I think, you may, I think you're right But I think it was mm. maybe before That was time it? period mm. Um, right, one Gary is Stephen. No, one is still playing at a, a big club in this part of the world, and they play in the East End of Glasgow. Um, and he's Scottish. Ryan Christie. Yes, Ryan Christie. well done. Right, okay. And the other one, more of the veteran uh, category. I, I actually can't even remember Ryan if, this, if this guy's hung up his boots because mm-hmm. he just went on for so long. Here's the easiest clue of the lot, Hugh Evans. Kenny Miller? Yes, there Is we it? go. I didn't even need my clue. No, Kenny. Just you said he went on for so long, Kenny. Kenny um. Miller. Right, well done, you two. Thank you very much for that. Well done if you played along at home. And I can tell you, so many correct answers. We put them all in the hat. And the winner is Kyle McKee. Well done to you, Kyle. Keep an eye on your DMs. And we'll hook you up with that football survival pack. Thanks. To Thompson's That is that For another midweek On Clyde One Super Scoreboard Busy as always But we're back tomorrow At 2 o'clock Always good fun On a Saturday afternoon Because not only Do we try and keep you up to speed With every kick of the ball There's plenty of time For a bit of madness In there as well So make sure you join us 2 o'clock We'll be here Covering as many games As possible And in the meantime Just stay right there GBX Friday's up next
Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors. For an unpredictable world, talk to Thompson's.com.